further up and further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey, we're actually recording in person for the I first know. time in forever. So people might notice maybe a drop in sound quality. Yes, because somehow Zoom does a better job. I know, because there's Zoom. isolating noises, I think, maybe. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. here we are back in my little writing room slash office with our little microphones with our little, well, I have my cardboard box and foam around me, but Amy lost hers. So she has a copy of Henry Cloud's Boundaries book wrapped around her <laughs> microphone. And I feel like she's trying to tell me yeah. something. It's just good. I have a boundary here, yeah. Michelle. Yeah, when to say on. yes and when to say no. <laughs> Don't we all need to know that? Yes, we do. But they should read the book because yeah. that's not what we're going to talk we're about We're not today. talking about that at all, are we? <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm, our listeners will have heard us say countless times, Let's just break agreement with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And so we break agreement with something like, I break agreement with a lie that I'm abandoned. Mm-hmm. Jesus, take this far away from me and show me what you have for me instead. And quite often what we find is that people don't wait for the what you have for me instead, mm-hmm. or they think they didn't get something there in place of. Yeah, you're right. And I think this is critical. Yep. It's a, actually an amazing part of the tool. Mm-hmm. Jesus doesn't just ask us to get rid of stuff and live in a vacuum. He fills us with himself. Oh yeah. He trades up. He trades up. And so when we're doing with this with people one-on-one with their permission, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we will explore why they feel like they're Mm. not getting an answer in that space. Yeah. And the more I've been thinking about that, I've just been grieving it that anybody would not get something. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. And the complexities of what that might mean for different people, I was kind of like, oh, oh, right. We can come up with lots of scenarios, but there's sort of some themes. And so I feel like if we do an episode where we talk about that, that could be really maybe helpful for our listeners. And so I actually really prayed. Actually, I prayed, Amy. (laughs) I know. Shocked, right? I actually really prayed. No, I really prayed specifically this episode. We would say helpful things Mm -hmm. and that that would land for listeners that they can hear from God. Oh, yeah. And some of these things we talk about, right? As we go into them that our listeners would just kind of see how they land in their souls, right? If it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's totally it. Or like, oh, maybe a shade of that. Not quite. Right? That this isn't just... When I was praying, because I actually prayed about this one too. too? It was like that this just wouldn't be like kind of information to be like, oh yeah, Yeah. some people do do that, right? But that it would be like something that like... It was like, you know, those log jams in the water? Yeah. That it's like, it's all jammed up. And that like listening to this... And thinking about some of these things that it's like would just like break one of break one of the the log jams yeah. and just kind of like get some movement in that. Yeah, I'm doing hand gestures, I, I but nobody can see them. And they're really great gestures, but not helpful for people that are doing it audio. But Did I'm I describe it okay? with you absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah, if our listeners, you know, the the thing that's a bit of a pressure sometimes when you do public speaking is you. What if you don't say it the right way for all the people, which yeah. you actually can't. No. But the beauty is Holy Spirit can. Mm, yeah. And so sometimes it's just like a drop of a clue. So if anything kind of sparks inside of you while you're listening to this, get really curious about that, and the Holy Spirit will take it from here. Yeah, exactly. So to even engage with this tool, we have to actually believe God's going to speak to us. Yes. Yep. I mean, we can't even start going into maybe some of the blocks if if we actually think that, yeah, God currently doesn't speak to us today. Right. 
right? And <laughs> Uh, I mean, from that, some people can approach that from a theological perspective. But us here, we we believe that our God is a God who speaks. He speaks. The the whole Bible is him speaking in various ways. And Jesus and Holy... I mean... I, it's it's almost hard for me to be like, how do we say? Because it's just like he's a God who speaks, right? Well, his very G- name is Word. Exactly, right? And, and his name is Word, and everything was formed through His Word, yeah. and He continues to form things through us. Exactly, in us through His words. He spoke, and worlds were formed. He spoke, and life is formed yeah. inside of us. And so, even when we talk, we say, "Oh, the Lord, you know, brought this to my mind," or "I just had these words mm-hmm. or thoughts come to me," and we recognize it's the voice of God. I think we did an episode about hearing from God. I think so. That yeah. sounds familiar. It sounds good. Somebody yeah. should look that up. <laughs> but yes, we believe God speaks, and mm-hmm. we know He can speak in so many ways. He can speak. He does continually speak through His Word. Mm-hmm. It is reliable. The Bible is a reliable source of what God said. And in fact, anything else you think God's speaking, if it's inconsistent with the Word of God, it is not true. Yep. It is not from you. I remember the time someone told me that the Lord told them it was okay they were having an affair. Nope. Nope. That was not Jesus. Yep. Because <laughs> that is not consistent with his word, right? I mean, it sounds ridiculous and extreme, but the person really thought that and had a whole list of reasons why they thought God was saying that. Yeah. So we're really clear on you have whatever you think God's speaking to you. It's a good idea to check it with others and check it with the word of God, but you actually have to take some risks yep. to hear from, the, hear from God. Like, mm-hmm. Lord, what do you have for me? And I think it's also important to recognize there's so many ways he can speak to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, we, you and I, read our Bibles pretty much daily. Yeah. We are expecting God to speak to us through his word. And he does. Reading mm-hmm. the book of Joshua right now, I'd love to do a whole sermon series. It'd be so yeah. fun, the stuff that's coming to me as I'm reading it. So read the word. Verses. Often when I ask, break agreement with something, a verse can pop into my head. Yeah. Yep. Same for me. Often, um, it'll be like pictures. Okay. Right? Pictures for me. So do you actually see like you're watching TV, Amy? No. It's just but like in your mind's eye. In, yeah, in my mind, it's just like, a, yeah, like just a, a picture. And normally, it's like I'm somewhere, or I'm mm-hmm. doing something, or Jesus is there, and and in the picture, he's he's speaking to me in some sort of way. Yeah. Right. Other people, they get a word or a phrase that's not scripture. Right. Like delightful. Yeah. That was one of my very first exercises, and I've never forgotten it. Jesus, when I broke agreement with something that I'm a burden and a problem. Yeah. He said, you're a delight and a privilege. And I knew it was him. Mm, A, mm. I would have used better grammar than that if I was making it up myself. (laughs) I love saying that. Other things can be even a feeling. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like a physical, tangible feeling or even a shift in your inside of your emotions and body feeling. Like someone has said to me, "I, I didn't get anything, but I just feel incredible peace. Well, that's God. Yeah. That's his answer. He has that quietness and peace for you. I have actually had people have a smell as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I was working through someone had watched something that they later regret they had not, they shouldn't have watched it. hope I'm not getting ahead of our well thought out outline here. <laughs> and uh, they were just feeling so much regret that they had watched this in the first place. And now these mm. images were stuck in their head. And so we dealt with, you know, repentance and even breaking soul ties with some of the images. And then I just said, let's just ask Jesus to take these images away from you and show you what he has for you instead. And their eyes just flew open. So when that happens, I'm like, yeah. what happened? Because yeah. I know it's a thing, right? Because it's an unedited response. And they're like, all I can smell is whiteboard cleaner. 
Mm. I was like, that is so cool. Can you see the images? And they're like, well, I can remember them, but I don't see them the way I was seeing them. Mm. It's like the, the, the intensity of them just like popping in my head is gone. Yeah. And I smell whiteboard cleaner. And I was like, Jesus, I love you. I just love that you don't fit in a box. Exactly. I mean, yeah. anybody that has more than one child, do you communicate the same way with all your children? No. It would be completely ineffective. Yeah. And do you care enough about your children to speak to them in a way that's unique to them? Exactly. Yeah. Right? And that's this, right? Jesus... Jesus speaks to all of our relationship with Jesus are unique. And so he speaks to us in unique ways. He does. And so we kind of want to lay the ground without any accusation or shame. If you're listening and you're like, I never get anything. Mm -hmm. We have faith Mm -hmm. that you will receive something. And that even the things that are um, limiting your capacity to do that so far, God is going to help remove them. Yeah. And we will talk about some of the things that are helpful with that. But also knowing that sometimes people think it's like this great big deal. Mm. And it's actually so simple. And almost every day, in, except in the sense that it comes with an extraordinary sense of grace and God's goodness. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's for you. And it probably happens more than you know when you just don't recognize it because you're expecting it to look like something different that you perceive other people. Yep. Yep. Right there, I think, is a really important part is that it's like sometimes it's like, oh yeah, God will speak. But then we say, and he, and it will look like this. Yeah. And so then we miss it and we say, well, God didn't show up like yeah. this. So, I mean, I guess he didn't say anything to me or he didn't answer me. And wasn't it when you and I were first, I was starting to walk you through some of this stuff that you were like, but it's just my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but are you that smart? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. It was around like, <laughs> it was around like discernment stuff. And yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not like seeing anything or getting a sense. Like it's just like, just a thought in my head. Isn't that just, like, me? Yeah. And then I was like, but are you that smart? Because yeah. I'm such a nice friend that I'm really subtle like yeah. that. And why would you think that? That's and a random thought. That? But why wouldn't God speak to you through plopping thoughts in your mind? Because you really connect yeah. with the world through your beautiful mind. Yeah, exactly. But when you stopped, you did have the, I was going to say, decency to laugh, but that makes yeah. it sound worse. All of a sudden, you were just like, yes, it's true. There's no way I could have known that, even though I feel like I'm knowing it with my mind. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, so I think it's super fun to walk people through discovery. Yeah. So I hope people could even just continue listening to this podcast with a sense of discovery. Mm -hmm. That maybe even if you're a listener that's like, yeah, I'll just keep listening to them because I'm too lazy to press stop right now, but I hear from God just fine. What if you start to hear from him in new ways? Yeah. It's fun. Yep. We're so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, once we've like, yes, God speaks today, but people still aren't you know, when it says, you know, break your agreement, what, yeah. Jesus, what do you have for me in place? And people aren't getting anything and they're fully aware that he can speak in multitude of ways. I mean, we've just seen some kind of common themes of yeah. things that seem to uh, create block yeah. in, of being able to hear what Jesus is saying. Sort of a typical hindrance. So yeah. something that you'll hear taught a lot, somehow this was like out there a lot when I was first learning this stuff is your own relationship with your natural father will give you a sense of how you think God speaks or doesn't speak. Hmm. So if you feel like, you know, you've had an indifferent father or a busy father Hmm. or uh, detached, you know, I know somebody who's like, my dad was such a good provider, but never hugged me or touched me or said anything like loving and affirming. So their idea of God is God will provide my needs, but I can hardly expect him to tell me what he has for me instead. And I should just be thankful because my needs are provided. Yeah. So it never hurts to have a good sense of curiosity mm-hmm. around, are there things about my natural parenting experience? 
because it's not always just fathers, but mm-hmm. it makes sense that father God and natural father might cross over. But like, get curious about that and then take some time to forgive your dad. Yeah. For how you feel the absence of something that would be deeply relational and communicating for you. Mm-hmm. And then break agreement with the lie that my father is like this. My heavenly father is like this. Mm. Sometimes that's just like a basic one-on-one place to go. Yeah. And it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. It never hurts. You're not throwing your father under the bus. You're just acknowledging the strategy of the enemy. Yeah. I mean, my dad is awesome. I have a very good, and I am daddy's girl, kind of mm-hmm. like that kind of relationship. My dad doesn't use words of affirmation. He teases all the time. Mm-hmm. I could not for the life of me figure out why I thought God thought I was a burden and a problem. And yeah. he was just taking care of me because he's a faithful God. Mm-hmm. And then it was like revelation light. And there's no doubt my father loves me. But those affirming words that I needed to hear, I had to break open some of that stuff to get them. Mm-hmm. And now I get it. So I sat down with a friend once who's like, don't even tell me I can hear from God. I have sat through this, like, she felt like for 10 years, she yeah. had sat with people who said, you can hear from God. And they would take me through the father thing again. And she's like, I'm just done with it. I just accept that I'm not one of the people who hears from God. Oh, I could have cried. Yeah. <laughs> but I asked Holy Spirit, like, what's the blockage here? Why? Because I do know she has a good relationship with her dad. And all of a sudden I was like, do you think you're not worthy to hear from God? And she's bawling. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a that's Huge. another one. And that's kind of there's like, kind of a whole package in that, right? Yeah. Not good enough, not worthy, insignificant, kind of all that thing. Like, why would God bother talking to me? Yeah, is kind of what it falls under, right? And for me, for me, it was definitely the the insignificance one, mm-hmm. where it's like, why would I listen to God? When like, he, he wouldn't give me the time of day, like it just in my head, it's like, well, if my soul believes I'm insignificant, well, then he wouldn't be taking the time. Yeah. So and I'm he, not going to hear anything. He only talks to certain kinds of people. Right? And the I'm people not that, that kind. really need Jesus. <laughs> or the people that are super spiritual and yeah. get all kinds of feelings. Exactly. Right. But I think, right. It, those are all kind of a packaged thing of not worthy. Yeah. Where it's like, if there's any sense of I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy to hear, we're we're not going to hear. No, because right? Satan is actually like thrown this exactly. filter in. It's like having dirt on the lens that right? you can't see through. And so it'd be like a thing of like, okay, Jesus, like where, why am, why do I feel like I'm not worthy? And there might be something that you realize you have to forgive someone. Yeah. Or maybe you've already done all the forgiveness and you're like, I don't, I, there's still a part of me that feels this way, but I don't feel it attached to anything. Yeah. Then that might just be a breaking agreement situation. Yeah. You kind of breaking away from that lie and realigning. Yeah. So unforgiveness does block our hearing from God a yeah. lot. So it's always good if like, just take some time and be curious without like a great big terrified weightiness. Lord, is there anyone I need to forgive? And if yeah. some random name pops in your head, just do it. Just, it, it can't hurt, right? No. Like it's one of those things where it's like, I've as I've sat with people and done ministry, they're like, well, I don't know if I need to forgive them. And I'm like, well, you know what? Can't hurt. Let's just see. And if it's nothing great, but. But it's if not there's like something we're... there, wouldn't it be fun to be free of it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's a good one. Breaking agreement with the lie that I'm unworthy. Forgiving anyone who made you feel unworthy or mm-hmm. insignificant or um, just that sort of category of things. And another thing that I just, like, let's not break it down and like, okay, so I broke agreement with the lie that I'm unworthy mm-hmm. and now I didn't hear anything. So see, I am hooped. Yeah. Grab some scriptures. Yeah. And start repeating them to yourself in first person. Mm-hmm. There's a beautiful scripture uh, stream of scriptures on the internet you call it look up father's love letter 
Mm. And it's one scripture after another that talks about how God feels about you. Mm. And you can put it in first person. Yeah. I am loved by God. He sought me out. He paid all the price in the world. Like you get to build up your soul with truth Mm -hmm. by finding scriptures. He said he'd never leave me or forsake me. He says I am the apple of his eye. Like there's so many words and you put it in first person and own it. And in some ways, it's a way of kind of breaking things open. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's broken open in a moment, and sometimes it's broken open through exercise. Yeah. Some of the pushback I've heard from that is like, well, like I'm just like taking random things from Scripture that, you know, God has said about Israel and just like made Mm. it about me. Like, how can I, how how do I know he feels like that? Well, because both Romans and Hebrews talk about how we are grafted into the descendants of Abraham. And everything that is in scripture reveals the nature and character of God. It's not about us. It's about who he is. Yep, exactly. And this is who he is and how he reveals himself. Another thing that's really interesting is fear. Mm -hmm. People will say, I can't hear from God, but they're actually, I'm like, are you afraid of what he's going to say if he actually speaks? And it's like, oh crap. Yes, actually. (laughs) So, you know, you're kind of sitting there going, I can't hear from God, but I actually don't want to because I'm terrified. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Also legit. I don't like to downplay and make everything all, like, so touchy-feely. Sometimes in Scripture, when God spoke, people fell over and, you know. Yeah. Or he told them to do really difficult things. Mm-hmm. So it is an act of faith that if he speaks, he's going to say something that's really good. Mm. And even, again, when he asks me to do things that are hard, it's always really good. Yeah. Always yeah. really good. It's an answer to my prayer that I would breakthrough that I would receive that I would go further up and further in like he's he's not a jerk Mm -hmm. but he's fierce yep so it doesn't hurt to say have you given God permission to say something to you Mm -hmm. and break agreement with the fear that he's going to be harsh or unkind or mean or make me do something I don't want to do another one um is kind of in that category of like skeptical Mm disbelief doubting right where it's not necessarily that you it, it it's like one of those nuances right because it's not that you don't believe he speaks to you but it's like has that skepticism mm-hmm. and and disbelief or like you know what i don't know how many times i don't know how many times i've heard um people say that you know what maybe it's just because like i'm I, I just like really think through things but like i'm just making this up like i'm just yeah. making up what i want to hear yeah. and it's like you know it goes and there's the skepticism behind it. And so, I mean, that one's kind of a, I mean, I've been there. I know mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. That one's familiar to me. <laughs> and again, it's just like, okay, Jesus, I'm going, to, for me, a lot of the times it's like, I'm going to trust that when I've asked you to show me, yeah. that you're actually going to show me. Yeah. And it's not just my mind making it up. Like, that's almost a deliberate act of will yeah. of like, I will not choose skepticism. I will choose faith that yeah. Jesus will show up when I've asked him to. Yeah. And I break agreement with unbelief. Yeah. It can be a spiritual bit. Oh, yeah. Bit. And so I bind and gag the spirit of unbelief. I repent yeah. of joining with it to keep myself safe. Yeah. Command it out of my life. Go to Jesus now. Yeah. And spirit of God, come and fill me with faith. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, the, the unbelief and skepticism and stuff is is seemingly rooted in a self-protection against disappointment it totally is boom there's another like where's the sound effect like if i don't believe he talks to me and i don't receive anything then i'm also safe from disappointment yep yeah but somehow skepticism is like a a cooler way of something (laughs) i don't know there's just like something that makes it seem like maybe this is just like me personally good confession tell us more confession like skepticism is like like i'm 
I'm it's it's connected to intellect for me. Yeah. Like it's like a intellectualizing or like a I'm smart enough to not just throw everything in like those people who get pulled alongside with everything. Which sounds like a kind of pride. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. Right? I think that so it's like to me skepticism and unbelief even though they're very similar. Mm-hmm. Skepticism yeah. feels more rooted in pride and yeah. self-righteousness probably. Yeah. And relying I'll rely on myself sooner than I'll trust some flaky word from God. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep, there it is. There it is. Have fun with that one, people. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, Another one, which sounds kind of like unworthy, but I feel, again, like the nuance between skepticism and unbelief is this sense of regret or shame. Yeah. Like, I have blown it. And so, yeah, it's like unworthiness in the sense of I'm not worthy to hear from God, Mm -hmm. but it feels different. Yeah. And it's like... Just regret, I've done so many bad and stupid things. Why would God speak to me? Hmm. Yeah, Which, and unworthiness, like, you can see a spectrum, you know, insignificant, unworthy, and regret slash shame. Yeah. And shame is like that hiding. I yeah. see shame as hiding. Yeah. Right? Not necessarily. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's Adam and Eve in the garden. Oh, yeah. Hiding from God, trying to cover themselves with fig leaves, which makes me laugh. I wonder what size those fig leaves were. Yeah. <laughs> but if, you know... Regret and shame are a way of not receiving grace. Yeah. yeah. And so we talk about needing to forgive other people, but there's this way of, you know, in a sense it's forgiving yourself, but it's actually more accurate to say, I receive grace. Mm. I have made mistakes. I have blown it. And I have actually deliberately disobeyed God. Yeah. All of these things. And I repent, I bring it to God, but I receive your grace. Receive grace. And again, there's something about the unraveling humility of that yeah, that opens us up and positions us really well. That regret thing, I was meeting with someone and, and they were just expressing a lot of regret. And mm-hmm. we, you know, we broke agreement with shame and received grace. And it still like was like, man, but I, I, like, I shouldn't have done that. And, and, all, and it was like, all of a sudden I was like, man, when you hold yourself accountable for something that Jesus has forgiven you for you've actually made yourself the Lord yeah. of your life. And it's you're now actually making an idol of yourself. Yep. And this person was just like, boom. Oh my goodness. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jesus has already let me off the hook for this. Why am I determining that I deserve to still be on it? Like it was like one of those paradigm yeah. shifts of like, oh, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. And so it was like for her, there is this combination of repenting of, putting herself in a place of lordship over mm-hmm. her life and then receiving the grace. Mm-hmm. And it was like the capacity then to now receive yeah. and have Jesus. It was like a beautiful moment that was yeah. like, right? So maybe for some of you out there, when you're like the gr- regret, it's like even the receiving grace, there's still something that's yeah. not quite. Maybe you just need to pull yourself off of the, the throne of your life. Yeah. <laughs> well, Amy, when you put it that way. Yeah. I just have consistently noticed that we might all believe that God has grace for other people and we can Mm. see the story of the redeemed convict and isn't God good with grace, but we don't think he can fix the stuff that we've missed out. Yeah. And boy, when you turn the lens that way, you're like, oh, do you even believe anything of the gospel then? Yeah. The gospel's for you too. Mm. Mm -hmm. Not just for that first salvation moment when you say, Jesus, take away my sins. I receive your, you know, your whatever. I receive you. Well, no. Receive the gift of him taking every wrong thing you've done yeah and receive the hope and the promise he can make something good even Mm. out of the mess you made yeah yeah so dealing with regret and shame can be huge to just starting to open up that pathway and again we're 
going low, mm. humbling ourselves. Yeah. There's a scripture in the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure it is. It totally is. Maybe, James. Oh, I used to be better at this. Um, you know, God resists the proud and gives oh, grace to the yeah, humble. Yeah, it's James. Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, if one of our listeners finds out we're wrong, they should write to us and it's then true. tell us also what they like about the podcast and what they'd like to talk about it's next. It's true, but I, I feel like it is... Yeah. James. And if the God's resisting my pride, my pride that says he doesn't want to talk to me, that I'm too this or to that, that I'm too intellectual, mm-hmm. you're actually resisting God. Mm-hmm. But He gives grace to the humble. So this holy awkward, even as our listeners might be sitting in their cars or you know, up in the middle of the night with a baby, whatever, I listen to podcasts in the night when I can't sleep. Man, just bless you to risk the vulnerability, the humility to say, God, I do want to hear from you. And I want you to show me if there's anything that's blocking me. And if it's not that... Just give me eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart that understands hmm. things that I'm missing. Because there is a cultivating awareness that comes with this. So often we are hearing from God and we just don't recognize it. And so our prayer, we've actually prayed that some of this will land in a way that's transformative for people. It's just a little key. And that you get to pursue Jesus in this, knowing Him better, and heading further up and further in. Mm-hmm.